um, I lost 30 minutes in Colorado at an aid station just waiting on them to make me like uh, a cheese quesadilla. Just because, in part, I didn't want to be rude. Like, You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. What is up, my friends? Welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, and today we've got a gentleman by the name of Brandon Kreitz. So, Brandon, I love with this podcast, I get to bring people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, people who've been in the sport a long time, and people who hadn't been in the sport a long time. And and Brandon uh, is one of those guys, he hadn't been in the sport, of, he's been in sports for a while, but hadn't been in ultra running for for, for very long time but what's cool is i love the different perspectives i love when somebody comes in with with fresher eyes you know and um so i you know talking with brandon him and i we knew each other online we met at pumpkin holler last year and just had a good conversation you'll hear a little bit about this in the podcast but i love you know, uh, somebody like him who, who just wants to work hard and be their best. And you'll hear a little bit about his story. I love when people make hard, often countercultural decisions and, and choices, but for good reasons and to better their life, you know, overall for their, for themselves, their family, and, and even for, for their mission in life. And so, man, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. We'll talk about running. We talk about what's important in life. And just get to know his background. So Brandon, he ran his first and only 100 in 2019, and uh, he did Tunnel Hill. And he meant for his first 100, he did a 1934. It's awesome. And uh, Brandon is also uh, starting up. He'll talk a little bit about his uh, company that he's starting up called Active Creed. And so... Man, just listen and take it in. But before we get started, I have got to talk about a couple awesome things that you need to check out if you haven't already. First of all, you need to check out the Outlaw Race Series. Um, man, a great race series put on by great people. It includes the Flat Rock Triple Crown, the Lake McMurtry Run, Flower Moon, and they have a Dark and Dirty. Uh, you need to check out all of these races. You go to www.outlaw100.com. And, uh, man, just good races put on by good people, uh, great trails, some technical trails, especially the Outlaw 100. You want a tough 100? You want to challenge yourself? Do the Outlaw 100. Yeah, it's really rocky, really technical here in Oklahoma. Check that out. And also, go to T8.run. Yes, check out T8, gear for ultra, ultra runners by ultra runners. Man, the commando shorts, they are guaranteed to keep you chafe free in the waist area. Listen, I have run in some hot and sweaty, uh, times, man. Just, I am drenched in sweat and I put these on. And you know what? No chafe. No chafe. These things are amazing. Uh, you go to t8.run, www.t8.run. And, uh, when you go to check out, you put in the code 50 dash run the riot. That's the number 50 dash run the riot and check that out. One last thing before we get started, guys. Hey, you would do me, uh, just a huge favor and go to iTunes and, uh, rate the podcast. I'd love if you would do that. Man, if, if you really like it, give it a five star and, you know, put a little comment in there so people looking, you know, can get an idea what the podcast is about. Man, uh, follow, followers have been growing and increasing and it's because a lot of you guys are sharing out there that you're enjoying the podcast, enjoying the, the interviews. And man, I just, just thank you so much. I appreciate that. And if you go and uh, just rate it on iTunes or whatever, uh, 
whatever uh, format you're listening to, whatever program you're listening to, it, give it a little rating. That'd be awesome. I would appreciate that. All right. Well, let's let's get on with the interview, man. Enough of all that stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Kreitz. All right, today on the Run the Riot podcast, I've got a a brother, Brandon Kreitz, man. Uh, Brandon, glad to have you on here, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm happy to be here. So, so we are we're skyping right now. He is sitting on the back porch, and it looks like a beautiful day out there, nice and cool, except for that fly buzzing you. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brandon, you and I, you and I met online, right? Yep. Yeah, we yeah. met online. Uh, I think on. I think on Instagram and uh, I, I follow a bunch of runners on there. And what was so cool about you and I've talked about this in other podcasts is uh, when I first met you in person, like I knew of you, I knew who you were, I knew your reputation as a runner. And uh, when I first seen you, I didn't, I didn't know it was you, but you recognized me, which was really cool. And you <laughs> said, Hey Brandon. I was like, yeah. And I was like asking Anthony, I was like, Show me David when you see him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, and I was like, "Who are you?" And you're like David Derrick, and I was like, "No way! How do you know who I am?" Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no man, and and I, you know, especially uh, we had a lot of you know like like minded posts and stuff. You know, um, you, you're you're a man of faith, and uh, you know that comes out in the things you post, and and at the time you were training for your first hundred miler, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Well, well, let's 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 rewind a little bit, and and we'll, so everybody will know kind of kind of who you are, and you know, get catch everybody up to where you are now. So, so where are you originally from, man? I'm from Hawesville, Missouri, sitting there right now. Um, oh, so wow. grew up grew up in Hawesville, went to school there, K through 12. It's about 10 minutes north of Columbia, Missouri. So, the best way to describe it is right in the middle of St. Louis and Kansas City is about where I'm at. Um, so I grew up here, went on and. Uh, Graduated, of course, and uh, ended up going to college in Columbia. So okay. it's from home. I played basketball and then uh, also lived in St. Louis and Kansas City where I also played basketball. I played for three different schools. And, nice. uh, yeah, ultimately just found my way here back home. Nice, nice. So you're um, growing up and stuff, you you were all about the basketball, huh? All about basketball. I did, I did do track and field, but uh, it was just for kind of something to do. Actually played baseball and basketball. My town is a big baseball town. My okay. junior senior year, they won state. All my friends are phenomenal. One of them got drafted by the Cardinals, made it to Double A. Nice. Uh, just they were phenomenal. And I was like, I am like the eighth best baseball player in my <laughs> class, and uh, so I'm not gonna do this anymore. So I decided I'll do track in the off season, and uh, definitely nat- more naturally talented at track. Yeah. Um, I was just naturally skinny. Um, and uh, I worked really hard in the weight room and, and doing explosive type exercises to get ready for basketball. And the hard work did pay off. I think I kind of maximized my athletic ability for that sport, but uh, definitely more talented in track. And the example you know, I, I give is like I, I didn't like doing distance running. And yeah. <laughs> I had been training to break the 800 record my freshman and sophomore year. Ultimately, I did that. And uh, I hated it. Hated every minute of it because I knew <laughs> – I wasn't training as hard as the other guys, but I knew that whenever they shot the gun off, it was going to just the natural competitiveness was going to take off. And yeah. uh, 
end up making myself hurt really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I did, and uh, ultimately I, I I broke that record. It wasn't a phenomenal time, small school, 204. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, actually lost the race. And uh, oh, I broke the record, lost the race. <laughs> That's an exciting, yeah. humble time there. Yeah. yeah. And then like two track meets later, uh, my coach said, um, and I hate even talking about this. I feel like it's boasting. That's not what I'm trying to do. But just to paint the picture of uh, my natural ability with running compared to basketball is my coach said, OK, now you got to go get the mile record. And I was like 15 years old. And uh, it was a 448, which so that's not a phenomenal mile, but it was a 30 old record at my school. And so I ran it. He he told me, he said, if you if you break it, I'll never make you run it again. His name's Ty Sides. Love him to death. He's a principal at the school now. But uh, he was my he was my coach back then. So I ran it and I got up to that line and I was dreading it. Probably never ran more than a mile in practice and um, ended up running a 443 almost man that feeling that feeling that i felt when it was done was it was wonderful and it it was terrible at the same time <laughs> but i'm so glad because and that was like one of the first moments i had where i was like man i can do a lot more than i give myself credit for i i did lose that race too i don't know if i said that already yeah no that's funny yeah <laughs> yeah. That's funny. yeah well did he make you run a mile again <laughs> he tried, he tried. Yeah, okay. he, yeah, he tried to make me do it one more time and uh uh I just, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. You know what's funny is there's a, a lot of people that I interview that when they're when they're young and they're like, man, I hated distance running. You know, no matter what sport they were in, like I, like soccer yeah. or whatever, like I hate, I just hated running. But, you know, yeah. and then, I don't know, something wakes up in them or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. You know, I, I didn't mind running on my own because I could kind of go at my own pace. And I always pushed myself. I ran to train for basketball and things, but – um, I just knew I wasn't putting in like these guys in high school were putting in 40 plus miles a week. And for me, I was showing up to practice and, and not doing that. Yeah. I hated it so much just because I knew I was gonna, I was gonna hurt myself just trying to, to hang in there just the competitiveness. I didn't want to lose. Yeah. You know, yeah. but now what's so cool about it is, is just getting out on the trail and being alone and going at your own pace. And, uh, my favorite runs are the ones where there's no plan. And uh, where you can just kind of, kind of go and just enjoy it, your time alone out outside, yeah. And and I describe it like this, you know, like whenever we're alone on the trail, like we have time to realize, recognize what our thoughts really are in the busyness, the hustle and bustle of of the world we live in, where there's there's always a sales goal or there's always some some next task to do. It's nice to just separate yourself and be alone and for me spend some time with god and thought and uh and it's a beautiful thing yeah man yeah and and for yeah those those that are listening you know they they know the feeling you know but if if you hadn't spent a long i mean a good long run on the trails out in nature man uh i don't know it's hard to describe (laughs) it's hard to describe it yeah yeah so so you played you played you played b-ball you played yep. b-ball in college and then so so what what happened after where, where'd you end up after college um so after co- well actually so the reason I, I so i played two years at columbia college and and there i was a full scholarship athlete so i was i i didn't grow up with a lot of money so i was blessed to be able to go there for free but my yeah, dream yeah. was always to play at a division one college which is uh basically the highest level of college basketball and uh columbia college was an nai division one which is 
comparable to NCAA Division II. Um, So I went there, did well, um, and I registered my first year, played my second year. So I had had another year of eligibility where I could go to a junior college. Mm -hmm. Junior colleges, you can be recruited all over again because they're two-year schools. And uh, so I did that. I transferred to St. Louis Community College, played a year, uh, did pretty well. And ultimately went to the University of Missouri, Kansas City as a walk-on. And, um, man, it was the best experience while it lasted. And what it, what happened was I, I was taking classes for criminal justice. I wanted to be a police officer. And I'm always trying to prepare for whatever it is that I'm going to do next. And I thought, well, got two years of school left, got two years of basketball left. But I need to start preparing myself for when I finish school so I can be a police officer. So I thought, what better to do than to go through the interview process now? So Columbia, where I'm, uh, you know, my hometown area, they were hiring. They had two openings. They had 80 applicants. I interviewed and uh, I got offered the job. Mm. And uh, at that point, I was like, man, didn't expect this to happen. And, uh you know, so I had finally made it to the dream of being at a Division One school. We were going to play f- the University of Florida, Kansas, Wichita State, all of those teams. And, um, you know, I was like, what if I turn this down in two years from now? This is where I want to work. It's close to home. What if I don't get this opportunity again? So I did what I thought was the right thing. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful I did because if I didn't take that job, I wouldn't have met my wife. Mm. And I wouldn't have these kids. And, uh I'm right where God wants me to be, you yeah. know, that, that's it. I certainly wouldn't be on this podcast. It's like the butterfly effect, man. One little thing can change your <laughs> life. But that was a big thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful for it, for sure. Yeah. It's, my wife and I talk about that a lot, you know, about looking back and, and even 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 the, I mean, that that, that was a decision. There was not a, like a good or bad, but even like mistakes that I've made, you know, and it's like, well, some of the mistakes I've made, got me here you know so it's you know it's, you know god that's can right. take our mess and and you know make make something beautiful out of it even so that's that's yeah. pretty awesome so so you were you were uh you were a police officer all right yeah so yeah. how long did you do that i did that for three years and i okay. man i'm a huge supporter of law enforcement still yeah. to this day yeah um same you know i I got to the point to where even back then this i i left in like 2011 the end of 2011 I was a pretty proactive police officer. I, I, I always tell people that ask, I didn't ride a speeding ticket in three years. It's not because I think speeding's okay, but I was looking for people that were actually trying to hurt other people and things like that. So yeah. I got to the point to where I fell in a lot of situations where I was having to use force because if you look for the bad people, eventually you'll find them, or the people that are doing bad, I should say. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, you got to use force. And I was like, man, I just don't feel like our society is in a place right now where I want to keep putting myself in these positions where I'm going to have to use force just with the way things were even back then. And it's, it's enhanced so much more now than it was even then. So huge supporter, passionate about it. Um, got to do a lot of cool things, experienced a lot of scary things, a lot of, you know, I don't know, just one vehicle pursuit fights, never got in a real fight until I was a police officer. It (laughs) it was, it was wild. I tell you, I, I just while you're talking about that, I, I have so much respect, you know, for for law enforcement, too. And I like my grandfather was a police uh, chief of police in the a little town we grew up in. And um, 
yeah, I, I just I, I make sure that when I'm running early in the mornings, man, I, I, I wave to all of them, give them a thumbs up and like, <laughs> I see you, man. I see, you know, because, yep. you know, they, they don't get paid a lot of money and have to. And as you like you just said, you got to deal with some junk, man. <laughs> you gotta, and, and, and it's yeah. even worse now. I mean, you you know, there's a lot of good guys on the police force and, yeah. you know, good honorable men who just want to make this world a better place. And, yeah. and there's a so anyway, I, I, you know, kudos to everybody wearing a badge, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was an interesting thing starting out. I was 21 years old when I started doing it. Wow, and yeah. uh, I started out in a beat that was like the south side of Columbia, which was mostly college kids. So my, early on in my career, it was breaking up. We have the University of Missouri's college college town. So it was like breaking up college parties with kids that were my age, you know, starting <laughs> yeah, out. <it's> weird. <laughs> so I was like, I got to get out of here. Send me, <laughs> send me to the area where it's a diff, you know, where it's more you know, exciting things going on. Um, and that, that's where I finished my career is doing those types of things. Nice. Well, what would you, so what'd you do after that, man? Uh, huh. so, um, after I got married, actually I was engaged to be married. Okay. And yeah, I was engaged. We got married two or three months after I left and I went to, uh, but well, veterans United home loans, mortgage company. So I was a mortgage banker. Um, really blessed to get in there. And, um, so I did that for seven years. Basically we, we originated home loans for veterans. Um, this is zero money down, uh, VA loan. I did that for seven years and I knew about six months in that I did not want to do it. It just <laughs> wasn't passionate about it. The office like cubicle thing was, was tough. And, and I know all jobs are high stress, but the position that I took there at the time had about an 80% turnover rate wow. and I'm not, not an exaggeration it's gotten better but uh between the expectations of the of the company of what individuals need to do in order to be profitable enough to retain your seat combined yeah. with the stresses of the job um if you've ever gotten a mortgage you know what the process can <laughs> documenting everything um i mean it's it's crazy but it, it's it's uh it's prevented a lot of foreclosures probably because people are getting qualified mortgages mortgages that they can afford but uh when you're closing like 15 to 30 a month which is what <laughs> was doing yeah um you know and not only the closing process it's the acquiring the future business every month so at one time i had a business partner and four assistants i also was a manager of uh five five to six at any given time other senior loan officers like myself the their assistants so it got to the point later in my career where truly I was only working 35 hours a week in the office, yeah. but my phone was always on. I was licensed in 26 states, so my phone was always ringing. And uh, I was just like, man, I, I just this is, a, this is a noble job. We're doing good things. We're helping people. Um, interestingly, like my town of Hallsville has about 1,200 people in it. And yeah. then my career, we closed my team closed like fifteen hundred VA loans. So that's crazy to think about. Like <laughs> we did more than the town that we're living in here, you know, by yeah. far. And uh, I'm really proud of it, and I'm grateful for it. It was a financial blessing, but I just felt like there was something else that God's calling me to do. And uh, at the time, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um. And actually, I mentioned I I, I knew six months in I didn't want to do it, but I still did it for seven years. Yeah. In part, it was because of fear of failure in some other area. What am I going to do that's going to be able to afford my family the life that they deserve? You know, I grew up, I grew up without a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly I'm in this position where I have everything that the world tells us we need to be successful, but it's not fulfilling to me. 
And I, I knew that giving my family, my presence, just being physically and mentally present was more important than the presence that I could buy them, you know? And, uh, so, which kind of leads into the running, you know, uh, Throughout my early part of my career there, when I was still working 60-ish hours a week, um, and I didn't take care of myself, you know, I'd come home, I'd, I'd uh, probably drink a little more than I should, I would not eat while I was at work, and I'd yeah. come home and I'd eat junk, and, uh, you know, I'd gain a lot of weight, and uh, but I was doing really well with the job, and I was performing. I realized that something needed to change, and... Um, so I started just running, you know, at work a couple days a week and, you know, a couple miles here and there. And it was a struggle just to get going. You know, yeah. it actually started with a Fitbit competition where me and some people on my team would see who could get the most steps. Oh, there's the competition again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember one time, I, I don't know, I had to get like 40,000 steps on the last day. And I was like, you better believe I'm going to get the 40,000. So I did. But that's what led into it all. So one day I was like, you know what? I was listening to something from David Goggins. And <laughs> I always I always thought if I didn't play college basketball, I probably would join the military. And I I want to believe that if I were to try to do something like that, that I wouldn't quit, that I would do it. Because I don't want to fail. Because all the people that believe in me, I want to pl- prove them right. And anyone that doubts me, I want to prove them wrong. Yeah. And uh, I heard David Goggins say, that it was the hardest, that his first 100 mile race was the hardest thing that he ever did. I'm like, this guy has been through Navy SEAL training, and he said this is the hardest thing he's ever done. I was like, I wonder if I can do that. So the first thing we did was a friend of mine, uh, we ran a 50 mile race. It wasn't a race, it was just him and I on the trail, rather. And uh, we ran 50 miles, it was supposed to be 50, it turned into 53. And I was about 205 pounds at the time, but I was. It was pretty muscle. I was pretty muscular. We had been lifting. Yeah. And at the end of that, my feet felt broke. Like, I had the worst shoes. They're like a $50 pair of Adidas shoes that I <laughs> just had no cushion. Yeah. And uh, so we walked a lot of that. It took us over like 12 and a half hours. We stopped halfway at a little diner for about an hour, <laughs> had a big breakfast, and then thought we were going to go. We didn't know what we were doing. And, uh, but when it was done or even halfway through my friends, like, you know, we could just stop now. I was like, you can stop. I'm not stopping. <laughs> I told people I'm doing 50 miles and I'm not going to have anybody say that I didn't do what I said I was going to do. So nice. we did. And, uh, ended up being 53 and, uh, experiencing that one, we grew so much closer, you know, because normally in a race you have your ups and your downs at a different time. We had 53 miles together where I might be high. He, he might've yep. been low. And vice versa. Uh, it was a great experience. We grew closer. Uh, we're still really good friends. And um, I kind of got the itch to do more than I, I was like, okay, I want to enter a real race now. Prior to that 50 mile with him, I think the most we had ever ran was like 10 miles, 12 miles. That was my and next question. Was, what, did, what did your training look like? <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was awful. And, uh, but man, it's I love. Like you didn't that. even have a bad internet plan. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, it was the worst. Yeah, it was the worst. The car was parked further away than we thought, so we thought we were almost done, and we had a little more. And 
But you know what? I felt really accomplished. I felt like we really lived that day. And the the thing about it, and I, you know, we started before everyone went to work that day. And uh, the friend of mine was actually one of my assistants uh, from work. We actually went to school together in in Hallsville, but he was working with and for me at the time. And um, we started before they got to work. We were done before they were finished with work. And I thought, man, I know what my days look like there at work. And I know what all we experienced today, all these emotions, the feelings of accomplishment and, and just doing what you said you were going to do. And just the time alone out there. Um, we f- I just felt like we really lived that day. And I wanted to do that more. And uh, doing that kind of gave me a little bit of courage, I think, knowing that, you know, if I leave Veterans United, that uh, God's going to provide. And, you know, it, it's just I, I had the courage to actually take that step and leave. And it has been the best decision for me uh, that I've probably made for my family. Um, I'm really grateful. And it probably wouldn't have happened. I probably wouldn't have left if I if I didn't run that day. Wow. It's amazing how, how the, the lessons we learn from running uh, just, I don't know, just permeate our lives, you know, that and that toughness, you know, um, just just know, seeing what you're capable of, man. That's yeah. that's awesome. So so you ended up leaving. And, and uh, so where, where what are you doing now? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before I left, I um, I two years before I left, I bought a bunch of lawn care equipment, just paid it off. Had everything I would need to start a lawn care company because I thought, man, if I was going to do something else, that's what I'd do. But I was like, you know what? It just wasn't. I just never did it. I was like, well, I'll leave when I make this much more money or when I hit this financial milestone or, you know, and it would always continue to get pushed down the road. And uh, finally, I was like, you know what? Just going to do it. So I started a lawn care company uh, with, you know, I, I had no idea, you know if I was going to be able to pick up enough yards to be able to support, you know, what we had. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have faith and I'm going to see what happens here. And, uh, six weeks after we started my, my first post on my, from my business page was shared on Facebook like 150 times by like, (laughs) it became like a joke that like I seen one girl uh, that I went to high school with. She's like, okay, everyone else has done it. So here you go. (laughs) So um, and then, and then within six weeks, we had a hundred units nice. and, uh, just, you know, at that point we needed two crews and, uh, it was, it was really just, man, God just saying, Hey man, you can trust me, you know, it's going to be all right. That's awesome, man. That's cool. And, and, and to go from, and, and you're happy with that decision, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Nope. To go man, from, I would, yeah, office job to, to, to being out and, and doing that, but, uh, the, what you said earlier, you know, about being, being present and I've been in a position before where you know, I had a, a IT services company doing very well in South Louisiana and I knew God was calling somewhere else and I kept it to myself for a year and the God didn't burn the business, didn't shut it down. Everything was still going great, but I was a miserable dude until I finally said, all right, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to do something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a sense of relief. Yeah, that's right. Relief is exactly how I would describe it. And uh, man, like I said, not, the people that work there are fantastic. So since yeah. I said the name of the company, and it is true, the people that work there are fantastic. They have their choice of 
pretty much anybody in and around our community, 150,000 people in Columbia, and they get to, I mean, they get to pick who they want because it's a very sought after job. But uh, yeah. it's just, you know, like you said, sometimes God calls you elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, and it can be the the most perfect thing from to to in anybody else's eyes, but if it's not where you belong, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not worth yeah. it, and no amount of yeah, money's worth it either. No doubt, you're right, and that's what my family, you know, my family's like, you know what, I can't, I can't. At first, they're like, I can't believe like you're willing to leave that income. I was like, look, I was like, and truly, I I would make anywhere from like just to put it in perspective, what I was willing to leave, I would be, I, I mean, I my. Anywhere from one twenty-five to one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year that I left to go start a lawn care company, <laughs> and so for anyone else that, that, that it feels this way, I know how you feel, and uh, it, it was strange from the outside looking in for a lot of my family, but I've had you know pretty much all of them say, "Man, I am so glad you left. You are you're just yourself again." That's cool. They go from Brandon done lost his mind to we got Brandon back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. So that I didn't realize I knew that I knew you had a change there, but I didn't realize that that part of that that fire, part of what stoked it that helped, you know, not only, you know, your faith and 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 what God wanted you to do, but you know that God used that 50 53 mile run yeah. to 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 get that, you know, to give you that courage, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So so man, you did so, you know, it running your your uh your big change in your life uh, you know with starting a, a a business and then you still got the itch to you know you want to run you want to run 100 miles so, yeah. so so yeah. so tell me about tell me about your journey from you know from the 50 to 100 how did you you know what'd you do to to ramp it up and yeah so um I guess the first thing I did was I signed up for a real race. It was the Potawatomi 50 miler. And, uh, at this point I had never had any interaction with like the running community. And I went to that first race, just my wife and I, and, um, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I w was a little bit more prepared than the first race. I had read how, I think it, how is the name of the author? How, I don't remember his how last Kerner? name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I read his book and, uh, took notes and, probably brought way more stuff than I needed this time. Yeah. And uh, man, I took off that first race, 50 miler, and it was very trainious. I did not expect the hills that were there. It was tough. Like some of the hills had ropes that you needed just so you didn't fall backwards and stuff. Um, but I took off, like at the beginning, everyone's lined up and everyone was so nice. Everyone's lined up and they said, it, like, who wants to come to the front of the line? Like, the, who's going to race this thing? Yeah. And I'm like, so I come up to the front. I didn't know what they <laughs> I was like, here we go. And I'm talking to these guys, and uh, I'm just trying to feel them out. I was like, so who won this last year? And the guy's like, oh, I won it. And someone else was apparently a really good runner that didn't run it before. His name was, I think, Joey. Um, so I went out and started running with these guys. <laughs> and while we were running, I was like, I was just chatting with them, you know, and I was like, how much, you know, how much do you run a week? You know, just. <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. running like 20, 25 miles a week, and, <laughs> nice. uh, and I'm out trying to race. And the guy, one of the guys, was like, "I run like 60, 70 miles a week." And I was like, "Dang, that's a lot." <laughs> and ultimately, they they got they got out of my sight after about like eight miles, just just slightly out of my sight. And um, I took a wrong turn, and uh, well, after after we came through the first loop, it was a loop course. It was like. 
I was in like third place or something, fourth place. And I was like, man, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling good. And I took a wrong turn. And then not not knowing what I was doing, I like sprinted trying to catch up. Yeah, just, yeah. just crazy. It just totally blew up in yeah. the middle of this. And uh, I mean, my heart rate monitor looking back i mean my heart rate was like over 200 beats per minute at some point in this race in an ultra in an ultra <laughs> like 12 or 15 miles in and so i just blew up and uh but uh you know i'm grateful for that experience i learned and uh i ended up getting to run with a really cool girl that i'm still connected with her name's april Ansamello. And uh, met her and her husband. She is, if you look at her ultra sign up, she is incredible. Like she enters a race and she wins. Nice. So I got to run with her and just um, eventually, you know, she went on without me, you know, but we ran for probably five, 10 miles together. And then I just got to sit back and watch the community, enjoy the day. And um, it was the community that like kept, kept me like interested in coming back. It was the most welcoming com- community of a diverse group of people that was all cheering for each other. And in our world today, you know, it was unique, yeah. you know, yeah. and in the world where people root, a lot of people will root against people that they know and sometimes love because they make, it makes them feel like they're not doing enough. So this community is not like that, yeah. you know, and uh, you're a great example of that. And so many others that everyone's willing to share what they've learned and uh, so, man, so we signed up for another race. Uh, the next so one was I just want um, to make sure that the listeners hear this, that this is this was April of uh, 2019. So this wasn't that long ago. Yeah, uh, it wasn't long yeah ago. I'm looking at your ultra side up right now. And yeah, real, real quick before you go to the next one, before ha, mm-hmm. had you run any races before you and your, your boy did the 50 miles? No. No like races. Nothing. Not 5K, 10K, no. marathon. No, no. OK, I just want to make sure and get that out there. High school. Yeah, last race was in high school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, like it was a probably, mile. Like, a mile, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to put put that out there because a lot of people think there has to be a natural progression, and, and it's usually pretty wise, but, like, my first race was a marathon, and my yeah. first ultra was 100. So, you know, so you can be a little unorthodox. But anyway, I just – okay, so, yeah, I'll let you go now. What, what, yeah. what was your next race? Well, I just wanted the people to hear. The next one was honestly the hardest race that I've done, including the 100. And I didn't know it, but like early in the year, I was like, I, I picked all the races from Ultra Sign Up, and I was looking for one in Colorado, and I found the Sheep Mountain Endurance Run, and I just looked at the pictures. Okay. It looked beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. airy, man. Yeah. So I was like, we'll just make a little vacation out of it, and I didn't realize that it went up to 12,500 feet altitude. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I'm from like 800 feet of altitude in Missouri. <laughs> So we landed on in in uh, Colorado and Denver, and it's like six thousand altitude there. And uh, man, I got I started feeling it as soon as we got off the plane. I don't know if it was in my head, um, but anyway, we go to the race the pre race meeting, and he, the director of uh, of that series, the Human Potential Race Series, said that of all the races that they hold, you know, they're all kind of like mountainous terrain. They include two 100-milers. He said, of all the races we hold, this is probably the hardest one, and we, we host some hundreds. And I was like, I had no idea what I was getting into, man. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so so we did that, and uh, it was beautiful, and it was a great experience. And one of the coolest parts was running with a guy that was like 64 years old. don't remember his name, but he was 64 years old, 
and uh, we like he was either a little behind me or a little in front of me for much of this race. And uh, we'd come into aid stations together and talk. And I didn't realize he was 64. He was just he looked great, you know. And and uh, but he ended up beating me. And <laughs> it's like, how cool is that? I was way more prepared. I had been working. I had been working with Cliff Pittman. He was coaching me. He had we ramped up my training from my 20 miles a week to you know. 40 plus i mean we we're just progressively increasing yeah yeah um yeah. i think my biggest month prior to that was 160 and um so you know yeah i was like man that is so cool i'm a 32 year old man at the time and i just got beat by a 64 year old <laughs> how cool is that? he's still doing it like that gave me so much hope yeah it's not like you know that it's like basketball like you hit your peak at like 28 years old as a man athletically for that sport like yeah. with the explosiveness with this sport like i feel like we're just kind of prime time you know um cool story about that that guy my wife had interacted a bit with him at, at some of the aid stations well he finished like 15 minutes before me and he came up to my wife and he said jamie i'm really sorry about Brandon. Then she was like, what happened? She was like, you know, concerned. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I was really hoping to finish together, but he just couldn't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> but he just slowed down, you know? And I was like, Oh my gosh. That's yeah. Finish awesome. that race. As soon as I was done, I ran into a guy named Andy, who's a dentist from Colorado. And, uh, he ran the 50 K and, uh, we had ran in and he was like, Brandon, great job. I got a video of it just crossing the finish line, Jamie recorded, and it's like, man, this is just a wonderful community. Uh, so I immediately went to the car, leaned out the door, puked, got my little little wooden medal, yeah. and uh, was on about my day, stumbled into the hotel, and uh, Jamie helped lift my legs up into the bed, and you know, the rest is history. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I can relate, though. That altitude's no joke. I did the the uh, last call, 50 mile, uh, it starts in fair play too. And it's, it's, it's high. And then I went back this year, I did silver heels and it's high elevation too. And that elevation, man, it, cause we're, we're both lowlanders, man. It's hard. To, it's hard, yeah. man. It, yeah. And, yeah. and when you got people that live there, you know, these mountain goats, man, you know, yeah. they can, yeah, they sure. can, they can handle a little bit better, but, uh, Hey man, kudos for getting it done though. You know? Yeah. There was a time like in that race where I, I truly like couldn't breathe. We're near the top and we're going up the steepest, steepest hill. And uh, that's that. just going back to, to the faith aspect of it. Before we went out there, I got tattooed on my legs, on my quads, relentless forward progress and son of God saved to be sent. And I was like ready to quit. You know, I was I, I knew I wasn't going to quit. Right. Yeah. But I was at that place that if it was going to happen, like I could have just. I could have just let my body roll down that hill in that moment. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, I got this son of God tattooed on my arm. I'm, I'm wearing a John 316 shirt. I'm representing my heavenly father. I'm going to have to be immovable. I'm going to have to be to the point where I physically can't move forward. Yeah. And, and that's what I think about when I hit the, those low times, you know, I think uh, about. Got to represent. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, when you did uh, when you did the Sheep Mountain, that was August of 2019. Had you uh, had you had your hundred miler lined up? Yes. Yeah, I had it picked out. It was going to be Tunnel Hill. Yeah. Um, I had one tune-up race between that. It was a 50k here in Columbia, 
and um, it was supposed to be a training race. Like the the day before Cliff, my coach had had listed for me to run like twelve fifteen miles or something just to tire my legs before the race. Yeah. Um, but I was like, look, I want to like race to compete in this. I want to. There's gonna be like I want to. I want to try to win, and because I felt like I had put in a lot of work by this point, had a couple two hundred mile months. And I was like, let me just let me just run the race and then put on a bunch of miles a day after the race. Can we just do it in that order? You know? yeah. And he was like, okay. So I was super excited. And uh, I was the most prepared for that one to date. Showed up and uh, ended up getting fifth place, which I was really happy with. Yeah. And, um, you know, the next day when I went to try to run those extra miles, <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding when I say it. You know, we have the pace on our watch. I couldn't get my body to go faster than 11 and a half minutes. It wasn't you, possible. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel like you're flying. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm doing a seven-minute mile, but yeah. yeah. It wasn't <laughs> happening. So I ended up doing like a two miles. You know, it was just like I physically can't get my body to move this way today. Yeah. Um, I, during that race, I fell face forward two or three times. Oh, you know, yeah. it, it was it was, it was was rocks, roots, and all kinds of stuff. But So got that done, and then um, – you know, of course, I, I contacted you before my 100-mile race, which was Tunnel Hill in November. Yeah. And um, so my coach, Cliff, I love him. I trust him, all of that. But I was like, look, he, the game plan was let's go out really kind of slow and conservative, and that's probably the smartest thing to do. But you know me well enough by now that I wanted to not <laughs> go out that slow. Yeah. So yeah. I reached out to you, and I didn't, I didn't say, hey, Cliff told me this. What do you think? I think I said, hey, man, this is kind of where I'm at. I want to try to compete. What are your thoughts? And, you know, you gave me some advice and I didn't go out crazy, but I went faster than prescribed <laughs> and, course, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and started out so slow still. Like I was faster than probably, you know, his, his, his strategy would have definitely got me to finish. My strategy could have failed on me cause we'd never gone that far. Yeah. And, um, but I, it was a risk I was willing to take. Yeah. And, uh, but it was still so hard because when we started, there was 400 people in the 100 mile race, and I bet you 300 of them were in front of me. And yeah. it was hard for me to stop. <laughs> and I think Cliff even texted me somewhere along the way and was like, "Hey, there's a guy that's right in in front of you because it was all tracked. He's like, he's pretty much right in front of you, and um, he's a really good runner, so you might want to slow down." <laughs> like, yeah. No, you know, I'm a really good runner, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. So we just continued on and. I learned from my from the time in Colorado that like aid stations can make and break you. By this time, I had gotten to see when I crewed Anthony at the Pumpkin Holler Hundred where we met in person. I got to see you and all these other great runners at all these races. But I really got to observe at the Pumpkin Holler Hundred watching you guys. So I watched how you come in the aid stations. I watched how David Box was going and how you were competing and you didn't waste any time in the aid stations. You came in, you, you were grateful. You had a great positive mindset, even though I know you were in pain and, uh, I loved your approach to it. It was very different. Like when you came into the aid stations, it was like a shining light coming in and, you know, so I wanted to be like that. Yeah. And, uh, so I tried to do that. I tried to be really positive, but I also tried to be quick through the aid stations. Yeah. Um, I lost 30 minutes in Colorado at an aid station just waiting on them to make me like uh, 
a cheese quesadilla. Just because, in part, I didn't want to be rude. Like, <laughs> yeah. I said, do you have any cheese quesadillas? Like, we'll make you one. So they started making one, and they're taking their time. I'm like, I'm just going to go now, 30 minutes later. And yeah. I really yeah. didn't want to be rude, to be honest. Yeah, but, that's funny. So, yeah, well, I didn't do that again. Well, yeah, and you're right, man. Uh, you know, when, when I when – I, and there have been some races that I've done. Like, when I did Silver Heels, I, I wasn't – in a competitive my I just wanted to go do it, you know, and I, I wasn't going to compete because of altitude. I, I have trouble competing hard. And so I, I'll spend a little more time sometimes at those aid stations. But you probably heard. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast. I'm a big advocate. I always tell people when they're going to run their first races, when you go into an aid station, man, show that gratitude. And because it. Well, because we should, you know, these everybody's volunteering their time and we should be, but it also helps you, you know, when you, you can get outside of yourself and thank somebody else. And cause man, you, you felt it, you know, it hurts, man. And, and you, <laughs> and, and you can dwell on that junk for a long time if you let Absolutely. yourself and have a pity festival, you know, a pity yeah. carnival. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and then, you know, in this race, um, continued on. Uh, and, uh, there were times in this race where people probably thought I was crazy because I started off so slow. I was able to pass a lot of people along the way Yeah, and I was listening to my, you know, favorite Christian songs. And when you get in that one, I'm pretty unashamed anyway, you know, I am unashamed and unafraid to, to put my faith on display, but it was kind of probably weird to some people because as I was passing them, I was singing out loud for a while just like yeah my favorite christian songs that were on you know just i don't know i was that guy yeah and um it's man, okay to it, be that guy that's a good yeah, guy to be bro <laughs> you know, i was that guy and uh it was it was awesome because my aunt and my uncle came to to support me this is my aunt and uncle that raised me from eighth grade on they came to support me my wife all three of my kids were there one of my best friends came and his girlfriend um, well, actually, two of my best friends uh, came, and um, so having them all there was wonderful. And uh, I started to see, like, as I'm passing people, that I, I had a lot more than they did. And uh, with each person that I passed, my confidence grew. And um, you know, it, it was a, it was such a great experience. Yeah, man. Well, okay, so so for those listening that don't know, you ran your first hundred miler. In 1934, 57, man, that's awesome, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I was watching it from Thank far, you. and I was cheering you on, and I was like, dude, he crushed it, he crushed <laughs> it. Hard work, man. That's hard work. Yeah, hard yeah. work pays off. That's man. Beauty. That is the beauty of the community. Like just knowing that, like people like you and others, and other, you know, social media in general. In my small town, we don't have this. I know you guys have a wonderful running community where you are. Yeah. There's a there's a running community in our area. I'm not really involved that much. Um, I kind of just do my own thing. It, they're, they're about 20 minutes away, so it's just too much to get out there. But it, in my area, there's just not a lot of people interested in going and running 100 miles. Even in our running community, it's just not common, you know. Yeah. So I love having been able to connect with, with you, with Anthony, Gilbert, with – cliff Pittman, with uh others that aren't runners that are just brothers in christ across the country jerome hill just wonderful people that you know aren't afraid to be a little bit different you know and uh, i respect that and uh man without social media i would have never found it you know and i think that having 
you know, people like that in your circle kind of gives us a little bit more boldness. And, um, you know, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and I agree, you know, social media can be such a, it can be pretty toxic. You know, that's the word, uh, I hear thrown out there. It really can be, but there's so much, so much good. You know, I, I see, I see what you're doing. I see, you know, Cliff's posts. I see, I just see all the, you know, these different people that I wouldn't know otherwise, you know, maybe I would met him at red races or something, but you know, like Cliff, I met him in person once, you know, at, at uh, but, but I know him, you know, like, you know, he's my boy, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like same with Anthony. I'd never met Anthony before I crewed for him there in Oklahoma, Yeah. but we had met and we were communicating daily yeah. about our training. He was training for his first hundred and, or his first complete 100. And, uh, so we came up and it's like, we were just great friends, truly we just talked yeah. every day and we're just, you know, I love that, you know, yeah. like he calls me still today about, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. and I know that I can call him anytime, which is pretty unique. I've only met him in person one time. We shared a hotel room together. So thankfully he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, wake up and all your stuff was going. Yeah. <laughs> right. He got my shoes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's cool, man. That that's awesome. Yeah, and and I I love and I you know what's crazy is like we have we have a phenomenal running community here, but I'm kind of in the same boat where you know I'm I'm a little north of Tulsa and and I do most I mean probably ninety ninety percent of my training is just me, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, I'll hook up with some some other crazies at Turkey Mountain sometime and get some running in and it's good, man. And I I one of my I hear so many people and it's, you know, when they get into the running community, I love that, Hey, I'm competing against the next guy and I want to beat him, but I also want him to do his best too. You know, Mm -hmm. like if he DNFs, I don't like that. You know, I I, want to beat him running, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's an honorable thing. You know, it's a good thing. You know, he could be a good friend of mine and like, I want to beat you, but you know, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's totally cool, man. So, so right now you're, you're, um, we talked a little bit before you're taking a little break. And, uh, so, I mean, well, maybe more than a little break from, from, yeah, from running. it's been a little while, big break from running. Yeah. So, so, um, w- tell me what, let's, let's talk about the, the, what's facilitated the break, what you got going on here now yeah. on the side. Yeah. Well, I, I was training pretty hard and, um, you know, I, I have a lot of projects that I want to complete, and I I was like, man, my, all of my races continue to be canceled. I'm I'm really not completing any one of my projects that I want to work that like get done because I'm spending a lot of time training. I was like, I feel that this is as good a time as ever to to get these other projects complete and in line you know, as it really could be, you know, I don't know if the tunnel hill is going to be going again. I just looked the other day and it says that, you know, as of now it, it looks like it could be on, but it could change at any time. And I'm just like, look, I'm going to get these other projects done in particular, one passion project of mine. And another big thing is you know, I coached junior high basketball for five years at Hallsville, make that six, six years at Hallsville. And then I was the, no, it was five. And, um, one year as the varsity assistant in our hometown where I played in a community that has been so supportive of me throughout my entire life. And, um, our head coach left, um, unexpectedly and I was promoted to be the head coach. Um, and I really want to make sure that the season goes well 
for all the people that believe in me and gave me this opportunity to yeah. lead our young men. And I take that very seriously. I've been going, I've actually started, I started coaching in junior high while I was still working my corporate job. And it's for like next to no money, you know, in the junior high level. And so my, my job at, at uh, Veterans United was commission-based income. So whenever I'd leave at 3 o'clock to go coach, I mean, I was costing myself a lot of money to do it. But I did it because I want to give back to the kids in a way that a guy named George Rudisell gave to me when I was a young man that didn't have a lot. Like, of course, my, my aunt and my uncle that took care of me, they, they believed in me. They let me know that. But when I was struggling before I moved in with my aunt and uncle, with everything going on in my family life, this man changed my life and it was like it was like that divine moment that god brought us together that day he was a he was a math teacher but he was substituting as principal on this day where we had our first interaction and i got in a fight at school there was a kid that was picking on a friend of mine we got in a fight over it i got sent to the principal's office where i met george rudisell and uh it was it was like a thing where i was i was on the eighth grade basketball team when i was in seventh grade and I loved it. I took pride in it. But I didn't ever get to play in a game because I missed so much school. Mm-hmm. I had fights and different things going on. And uh, he told me that day, he said, look, you, you can go down this path or you can go down this other path. And I believe in you. you know. And I think it's so important that kids hear from, 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 from men and women, but especially from – at least in my case, I needed to hear it from a man I respected like like that. Yeah. And it changed my life. And then moving in with my aunt and uncle just took it to another level. I moved in with them the following year. And uh, so that's why I sacrificed some of that income just to go do that. I felt like I thought that's what I was called to do. That's what yeah. I wanted it to be. And, um, you know, I, I think that my life kind of prepared me uniquely and has given me because of my my experience growing up has given me empathy for people and, and and yeah so i'm blessed to be where i am now as the head coach i want to make sure it goes well with the yeah. covid stuff, the summer summer activities getting the schedule building a new off you know offense defensive system and um just creating a different culture and uh i think we're off to a really good start that took a lot of time yeah. and uh, still not where we need to be yet but uh, between that and, and my passion project I've been working on, um, you know, we've made a lot more progress. I think that, that I'm not running, you know, 50 miles a week. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, uh, you, uh, so yeah, you still, I mean, still you're pretty busy. I mean, between, between your, your, your business now, your, uh, your lawn care business and your coaching. Cause now that you're the head, head cheese, man, you got, you got <laughs> head coach, you got, you got stuff to do. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the passion project, man. I definitely want to get that out there. Uh, uh, I love it. I love it. So let's, let's talk about that, man. So, um, I basically, I I'm just kind of inspired to connect with more people like, like us. And, um, you know, I grew up part of this and part of the running and why I wear John 316 is to glorify my heavenly father, because I've never met my earthly father. I don't know who he is. And, mm-hmm. You know, growing up, that was kind of a motivation for me. Like, if he knows who I am, I want him to see me do well. I want him to see that I was a, you know, breaking records, and I wanted him to see my name in the newspaper for basketball awards. I wanted that. That was kind of my driving thing back then, though I would never admit it to anyone. 
Hmm. I was the kid that I want to be self-sufficient. I don't need whoever that is. And, but deep down inside, I had that, that wound and I, you know, I, I'll carry it for my entire life. And I'm man enough to say that, you know, we all have a wound of some yeah. kind and that why I wear John 316 and things, my heavenly father has never let me down. And because of those experiences and challenges and things that I had growing up, like it brought me closer to him. And I, and I just know that I want to share that love that he has for all of us with as many people as possible. And uh, so I started uh, thinking about how can I do that? And well, I was like, you know, I wear this on my shirt, you know, let's just make more of these and let's share, share the word. Let's, let's, let's put them on people that are positive and let's just make more positive people. And, um, you know, I want to raise money to, um, to give to Christian ministries that help mentor fatherless children because mm. if it weren't for the people that came into my life and George Rudisell was one of those people that kind of pointed me to God it if those people didn't come into my life I don't know where I would be and yeah. so many kids don't have that and I see that as a coach with some some kids that have passed through and I want to be that for them but I want to also find more people like that that are inspired to do the same and just having a community, building a community of people that um, give each other strength to kind of share and, and be different and let the world know that it's okay to be a little bit different. Yeah. So we, we started that. I started building a website. This process has been way more extensive than I thought it would ever be. And, uh, but I want to do it right. And, and it's um, so the website is getting there. I hope that it'll be done November 1st. We're going to sell clothes with Christian messages on them. And, um, you know, it may turn into just a passion project. It's a fun little hobby. I don't know what God has planned. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Nice. Nice. And, and you've been, you've been putting it, putting out there on social media, starting to crank it out on Instagram. And, uh, uh, what's, what's the handle, uh, for active creed uh, on Instagram? Active underscore creed is what it is. All right. Yeah. I encourage everybody. If, if you're, if you're a believer, uh, check them out. There's some good, there's some good ones. I forgot which one my wife and I were looking at them. It was like, oh, I like that one. I like that. One. one of them made me laugh. I forgot what it was like <laughs> something, something bro or something. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, Jesus saves bro. Jesus yeah. saves bro. That's it. That's it. I like that. I like, yes. I like that one. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to encourage everybody to, to check that out and follow along, man. Um, good, good stuff. And, and I, I don't know. I, I, I know you were, um, at one point y'all were looking at kind of doing the shirts yourself but it wasn't yeah. you just felt like you couldn't couldn't crank out the quality that you wanted is what you said yeah. huh yeah. yeah yeah we have a print press we have a two station four color print press that would manufacture 50 shirts an hour if you if you were like good at it right so <laughs> yeah. it's so much more into that process than i ever imagined and each step is a new learning process and you know when i would get one step done you know, it would be on to the next one. And then that would be a hurdle that took me another week to figure that out because I'm also coaching basketball. I'm trying to train for running. I'm trying to, to be with my family. I'm trying to run my lawn care company. So it's like I was not making the progress that I wanted. So it wasn't moving along as quickly as I hoped. So we're going to outsource the manufacturing now. And because I've been working on that, it's allowed me to focus on everything else involved with it so hopefully by november 1st that'll be that'll be ready but it's it's fun to like make them yourself i had a couple batches turn out pretty good but it's just 
It's like yeah. I don't want to send these to people and have the, the the ink fade or something. I want it to be I want it to be done right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I know there's always been a uh, we always used to have a joke about um when when the local church would buy the the local Chuck E. Cheese pizza and and uh, make it bad. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you know i think we should and that, anyway i just give you kudos on that just to want to want to do something well man that's you know put, put out a good product represent you know <laughs> that's good well i'm looking yeah. forward to uh you know i don't know I, I like what you're i like what i'm seeing out there and i'm looking forward to to, to wearing some of them shirts man and putting it out there yeah. putting the message yeah. out there it's good stuff man it's good stuff Absolutely. well one of the things that that um so what what I said you took a break, but you told me before we started recording that it's been about what seven weeks, and you seven. hadn't run, you hadn't run a hadn't run a lick, huh? Or nothing. The last time I ran was a fifteen miler. After uh, a long day, I didn't drink enough water on this day. Worked all day outside, went and ran fifteen miles, and uh, like cramped up. So like not while I was running, it was like a great run. Like yeah. pace was great, everything's great. I came home that night, and it was like honor about father's day my kids were giving me a gift and my hand just like locked up on me and the next thing you know my whole body started seizing up and i had never felt this before even after a race where my whole body was doing this and it went on for hours and jamie oh, was wow. about to take me to the hospital i was like no i'm fine like i'm not going to the hospital over this <laughs> and uh so she's calling my aunt and uncle she called anthony she's like do you think he's okay and i'm like no i'm fine but uh, so I had to take some time off after that because I was literally sore, like extremely sore because of the extent okay. I was cramping. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, you know what? My races are canceled. I, I had to miss like a couple of days. I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to focus. I'm going to get these other projects done because I've got my I've got my I've got too many things going on to do anyone well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, getting everything laid out. I'm excited to get it done. We're getting close because I, I really want to start running again, but uh, I don't want to halfway do it. I'm kind of all or nothing. So yeah. like it's hard for me to just go run like five miles today. You know, yeah. my wife's like, Hey, why don't you just go run a couple miles? And I'm like, Nope. I was like, you know, if I go run, I, I gotta like be training hard. I can't do it halfway. So <laughs> uh, soon, soon I'll be yeah. back doing it again. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to, you know, it's, there are seasons in life, man, and there are times where where we have to make a choice to 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 divert for a little bit or to to pause, put pause on one aspect for something. I mean, what you're working on is important to you. What you're working on is is something that's that's heartfelt. You know, you're passionate about. You call it it's a passion project, and so those those are and it's you know sometimes we're forced to have to stop because of injury or whatever else. But you know, I think the important thing is remember, you know, not, not to beat yourself up. In which, you know, and like, okay, this is the season I'm in, you know, now if you're being a lazy bum and, you know, you just don't, you're not training because you don't want to, or, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. you know getting fat, eating Cheetos and <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But well, that's uh, good to hear from you, man. Cause I respect you and I respect your opinion and, you know, I, yeah, I'll be, I, I'm with you, man. I, I, I know that it's okay. And that's kind of the thing. Like when I run and I wear this, that's my motivation. I remember in particular one race and I wasn't feeling good and I was like, I want to do as well as I can and finish as high as I can because I want this message to be seen. And it's not like, you know, I'm Tim Tebow that's got this big platform, but if I'm wearing this and I want to represent, I want to get this message to the front. And I was like, it's kind of why I'm doing all of this is to glorify God, but I'm one man. But if I can spread this out or if I can be a part and allow God 
to spread this out. Yeah. And um, th- that's why I'm doing this in the first place. Uh, that's yeah. why I'm running because I want to bring attention to my heavenly Father that's never let me down. So I can I think that God can can use this and do more with it than just me going out and winning a race. That's that's it, bro. And 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 I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I, I've I've been encouraged as a, as a Christian just to see what you know you putting it out there and doing that, and it's like, all right, you know, it encourages me, and, yeah. and I love it, I love it. Likewise. Um, and I th- and I think the the um you know we do what we do. I, I think so many people, you know, the, they'll breathe their last on this earth, even though they you know Christian or whatever. And and man, the just think of so many people that breathe their last with the untapped potential. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, you know, I want to shy away from regret or and things like that kind of goes with something we said earlier. But, man, God, you know, to think, you know, I just wonder what when God sees us, he sees us and all our potential, all he put in us, all he energizes us to do. If we would just 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 do it, man, you know, <laughs> put, the, put the work in and the Bible talks about being disciplined and, you know, discipline yourself for godliness. And, you know, um, I just. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. And so I think it's a good example. Kids, how many kids you got, man? You got three? Three, yeah. Yeah, Kaylee is eight, Brooke is seven, and Dawson is uh, wild four. Wow. <laughs> yeah, way wild. Yeah. Nice. My girls are so mellow, especially my oldest. She's so mellow. My oldest is just like my Jamie, very mellow. And the uh, middle one's a little mix of us both, and Dawson is all me, like – if you want to like, if you want to get him upset, tell him that the the other kid's out practicing basketball, and uh, he's like, "Let's go." He's like, <laughs> "I said he, he's trying to be better than you right now." He's like, "Let's get the hoop out." <laughs> that's, that's not like it. Hopefully, hopefully he keeps that. Yeah, that's good, man. I love health, healthy competition, man. That's, that's good stuff, man. Uh, no, but that's good, you know. And when you when you set out to do that, you know, your kids are still young, but they they see dad working hard. They see dad, you know working hard toward that goal and not, not that you should go out and do it, man. They see you when you're coming in sweating and, and that you, you're putting in, putting in work for that goal. And, yeah. and man, I think so many young people today have, have lost that, you know, they, they, they don't know what it's like to, to, to set a goal and to, I mean, just bust their hump day after day and, 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 and fulfill it and say, I gave it my all, you know? Right. And um, I think that, that, you know, doing it, you know, gives us a, a little bit of a platform. I, I know, I know um, that the kids that I coach, you know, r- at least respect the fact that, you know, I'm out training too, and I'm not going to ask them to do anything that I wouldn't do. And when they see me doing it, you know, that respect is there. But obviously, I think it it gives me more influence, right? With, yep. I, you know, obviously on how they play and and how they they represent our town, but more so on their character in them as a person so yeah. i think uh that's a large part of why i do it i want to i want to lead by example there and um and obviously with my family and and that, and with the social media what's cool about it too is just like a lot of the messages i put when i'm writing them you know i'll think about what would i want my kids to see or read mm-hmm. you know and kind of experience where i was on that day and and if something were to happen to me they can go back and look at it and hopefully be inspired at least at the very least know how much i care about them and love them and um you know you know it's just one of those things man i just i just want them to know where my heart is and uh and that's kind of part of the reason why i do that too so. yeah that's awesome man well uh you said you feel like your break is is coming to an end so uh you mentioned possibly tunnel hill what what else do you are you are you eyeing man what, what you yeah. thinking about I have no idea. I know that uh, in 2020 there'll be another hundred, 
and uh, it's whenever whenever I do it, I think do you know some lead-in races, um, and then my goal will be the next time I run a hundred, is to be prepared and be at a position to where hopefully we can go sub 18, and because I know if you go sub 18, there's a chance that you could be have a top 100 time in the world, which is which would be a really cool goal. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably run another flat course on the hundred. I'll probably run a couple or at least one mountainous course again, just cause I, I love it, even though it's not very specific to the training for, for the hundred, I'm going to do another one of those and just enjoy it. And, uh, hopefully the next time, you know, if we have a good day, go sub 18 hours and, um, have a chance at being top 100 in the world. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, a real good one. Um, well, pumpkin holler is pretty good. It's got some, it's got some, some gnarly Hills or whatever, but man, you come and we get to hang out for that and maybe yeah. run together or, or I'll be, you know, I like being out there, but, uh, also yeah. right there in Kansas, man, Prairie spirit or the Kansas. Yeah. That's a fast course, man. If the weather's yeah. good, man, you can fly. That's my, that's my PRs right there. <laughs> yeah. I, that was actually one um, it was that in Tunnel Hill that I was looking at, and I hadn't decided yet for sure which one it was going to be. But it was because there's two races held there, I believe, one mm-hmm. in the fall, one in yep. the spring. Yep. I and I was looking at the one that was in October, I believe. I think was that's the not- Kansas Fall Ultra Extravaganza, they call it. Yeah. 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 Same place, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that, that might be the one for, for 2020. There you yeah. go. All right. Yeah, that yeah. one's about – Three hours north, three and a half hours north of here. So, you know, we might yeah. have a little contingency. Come say what's up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I would love that. You won't be busy running 200 miles somewhere, will you? Uh, Well, yeah. Well, when is that race? Depends when it is in October because oh, uh, I'm not sure. Moab, Moab is Moab is on, man. So, I'm uh I'll be there in October. I'm I'm running like crazy right now. So trying to trying to train up these lowlander flatland legs for mountains. <laughs> for I've been following you on Strava. I see you. I just checked it today. It's amazing. You know your consistency is just it's inspiring. I mean, I look to people like you and 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 others for inspiration. And um, you know, it's really cool, man. So wow. iron sharp iron brother there you go man there you go well and you got young buck younger bucks like you coming up and you know i got i gotta i gotta try to work on my speed again man because you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna catch me <laughs> a few years before i get up there with you i don't i don't know man we'll see but oh man i, I hope i do I, I say this i say this to you know when i interview people a lot of different ones but and and i but i always mean it like i hope i hope we get to share some miles man i hope uh whether whether training or a race you know whether whether we're the brothers going against each other man it'll all be good man you know it's fun it's that's part of iron sharpening iron you know let's go <laughs> that's right that's right so yeah. uh yeah, well, I look forward to, you know, when you start, uh, when I start seeing that little blip on Strava again and be like, it's on. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's time. It'll no, be time but, soon. So. But it, in the meantime, man, uh, you know, I wish you, wish you luck. Uh, not luck. I just, you know, wish you just fortune and, and uh, you know, God would shine upon that business and, and that it would, you know, give you wisdom on, on all the decisions to make, what to do, and uh, and that people would see it, man, for what it is, you know. Yeah. I appreciate and, that. Yeah, man. And uh you know, keep spending time with your family and maintain that balance, brother. <laughs> Do the best we can, man. That's it. All right. Well, uh hope to see you on the on the trail soon. Until then, I'll definitely be seeing you on social media. And uh hey, right. for the folks listening, what are your uh your your Instagram and your uh where they can where can they find you? Yeah, so my uh, personal Instagram is uh, at fit family habit 
um, just at Fit Family Habit would be my personal account. And just when I'm training, I document daily kind of what I'm doing, the ups and downs, the struggles, the, the triumphs, and um, that kind of thing. And then the, the Active Creed, I literally, I just turned it on. I haven't uh, done a whole lot with it yet, but uh, the content we're starting to build, and uh, that's Active underscore Creed. So th- those will be the places there. All right. Well, man, thank you. I know you're a busy man. Thank you for taking time to to chat with me and uh, looking forward to following your journey, brother. My pleasure, man. It's good to, good to be here and good to chat with you, man. Hope you All have right. a great night. You too. Take care, brother. All right.